the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Life is filled with both sunshine and storms. But without God's navigation, souls can easily become spiritually shipwrecked. Anchored in Christ is a weekly broadcast that ministers the scriptures so we can know Christ the Savior and enjoy salvation, security, strength, and stability found only in Him as we set sail through life's marvelous journey. Here's Pastor David Kahiwat. If you have your Bibles, I invite you to open it to Matthew chapter number 6, and we are going to take a look at Matthew 6, verses 26 through 32. Matthew 6, verses 26 through 32. Jesus said, Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his stature? And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you, that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that you have need of all these things. Let's pray and ask God's blessing on this message today. Lord, we come before you right now. We thank you so much for your word. I pray that you would use this message to minister to hearts and draw us closer to you. I pray that our faith would be strengthened and that if there's somebody struggling with anxiety or worry, I pray that you would use this to give them freedom from anxiety and worry. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. We've been looking at Matthew chapter number 6 in Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, and we have been looking at how to deal with the unknowns in life. Last time we saw Christ's commanded attitude in verse number 25, where he said, Therefore I say unto you, Take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, nor yet for your body what ye shall put on. Is not the life more than meat, and the body than raiment? We saw that that phrase, take no thought, Jesus was saying, Don't worry or don't be anxious. You would think that Christ's commanded attitude would be sufficient to keep believers from the foolish activity of being disquieted or distrustful of God. Jesus mentioned in verse number 25 that the things that are necessary to sustain life are meat, drink, and clothing. Eating and drinking are necessary to stay physically healthy, and clothing is necessary in order to protect the body from injury and illness. But Jesus was saying that he provides these things. And because he provides these things, we ought then to be content and not be disquieted nor distrustful. We ought to 
not be anxious or take thought concerning these things. Why? He said in verse number 25, Is not life more than meat and the body than raiment? You see, God provides for us not just our physical needs, food, drink, and clothing, but He also is the author of life. God is the one who gives us physical life, provides for our material things in life, and He is the one who offers eternal life to have a relationship with Him. And Christ said that life, both life itself, physical life, and spiritual life, that we are fearfully and wonderfully made, And it's more than food, drink, and clothing. Since food, drink, and clothing are important, even so much more is eternal life. If we can trust our souls and eternity to God, which carry more weight than our bodies and lifestyle, then there is no need for us to be overly concerned about our body and lifestyle, which is far less. To show the caring and loving heart of God, This command of God is supported by very considerable arguments, powerful considerable arguments. And so today we're going to take a look at Matthew 6 verses 26 to 32 at Christ's considerable arguments. First of all, I want you to see his considerable argument of the fowl of the air. In verse number 26, Jesus says, Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Here Jesus clearly argued that birds know to trust God to provide for them. Jesus said, Consider them and learn. Psalm 50 verse number 11, the scripture says, I know all the fowls of the mountains and the wild beasts of the field are mine. As we consider the different types of birds, we know that there are various kinds. Birds are numerous and different. Some are carrion birds, some are vulturous. Then we have birds of prey and birds that are granivores. And the Bible says, They sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns. Now this doesn't mean that birds are idle. Anyone who has ever watched birds know that birds are busy, always looking, flittering here, flittering yon. The idea of this argument that Jesus makes is not to be idle, but rather work, just don't worry. Birds make no provision for the future themselves, and yet every day, as duly as the day comes, provision is made for them, and their eyes wait on God. And when God brings their provision, they go and get it. It's equivalent to when God brought down manna from heaven, but one had no manna in possession until it was personally gathered. That's how God is involved in our lives. Every day is a new day, and every day God provides for us because He cares. You see, God is the great husbandman. He is the great caregiver. He cares even when one sparrow falls to the ground. Matthew ten twenty nine Are not two sparrows sold for a farthing, and one of them shall not fall on the ground without your father? Then Jesus hits us with a question with such a powerful impact in verse number 26. He says, Are ye not much better than they? When the unknowns of life begin to overwhelm, keep this in mind. The heirs of heaven are more valuable than the fowls of heaven. God knows and God is in control. So, consider the argument of the fowls of the air. 
Secondly, I want you to see Christ tells us to consider the argument of the future of your life. In verse number 27, he says, Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his stature? I used to think that that word stature meant your height of the body. But actually, that word stature is referring to the measure of life. What Jesus was saying or asking was this, Can we, by worrying, add to the measure of our lives or to the future of our lives? This is a very powerful argument. And Jesus has us consider a couple of things. Number one, consider the fact that we cannot arrive at our current lifespan on our own, but only by God's providence. You see, the moment we are born, God takes care of us by means of human instrumentality, be it biological parent, adopted parent, or by nurse. As we progress in life, it is God who keeps our seconds ticking and minutes moving. We do not, by being anxious, add years or measured moments to our lives. Where we are in our timeline of life is all God's doing. You see, it is God who is in control of our life. He's in control of our lifespan. Psalm 66 verse number 9 says, About God which holdeth our soul and life, and surfeth not our feet to be moved. In Psalm 31 verse number 15 we are told, My times are in thy hand. Job 14 verse number 5 we are told, Seeing his days are determined, the number of his months are with thee. You see, God has our seconds, our moments, our hours, our days, our weeks, our months, and our years under control. He knows our lifespan. And wherever we have arrived in our lifespan currently, it's only by the providence of God. So we cannot arrive at our current lifespan on our own. And the second thing we need to consider is this. We cannot alter our current lifespan to extend it by worrying. Being anxious and worrisome is stressful, and stress reduces our overall health. It reduces our physical health and our spiritual health. How does this happen, and how can we know we're stressed? Some of the symptoms of being anxious and worrisome are these. You have racing thoughts, and your mind won't shut down. You become forgetfulness and disorganized. You have an inability to focus. There's constant pessimism or negativity. You have low energy. You have headaches, upset stomach, tense muscles, dry mouth, or clenching of teeth. And according to the medical authorities, some ways worrying, anxiety, and stress reduces your physical health are like this. It can result in cardiovascular disease, high blood pressure, irregular heart rhythm, and stroke. It can result in obesity or malnutrition. It can result in gastrointestinal issues and even skin problems. Then there are behavioral symptoms that are actual masks of being stressful and worrisome. Things like you have a change of appetite, not eating enough or eating too much, binge eating. You procrastinate and avoid responsibilities. You start to use alcohol, drugs, or cigarettes more increasingly. Some engage in pornography and adult entertainment. Then, some people become irritable and take their stress out on others. 
These are symptoms and demonstrations that we are taking thought of our lives. Now, not all people who have these symptoms are in the sin of anxiousness and worrying. Some are born genetically large or skinny. Christ argues that worrying about the things that are unknown in the future are futile and unnecessary. So we see the arguments of the fowls of the air. Secondly, I want you to see the argument of the flowers in the field. In verse number 28 to 30, Jesus said, And why take you thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye, a little faith? Here's another part of our care. We consider our clothing for several things. First of all, we use it for decency to cover us, and then we use it for defense to warm, comfort, and protect us. And then, of course, we wear clothing for dignity, to help our esteem and confidence. For some, even for males, not just women, people are overly concerned about how they look. Nowadays, people are concerned about a particular clothing designer and think that it somehow makes them better than others because it's a status symbol. For others... They base spirituality upon dress standards. But what does God say? In 1 Samuel 16, 7, the Bible says, But the Lord said unto Samuel, Look not on his countenance, or on the height of his stature, because I refused him. For the Lord seeth not as man seeth, for man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. Clearly, God is more concerned with our internal beauty then our outward appearance. And I want you to see how Christ makes this argument with flowers. First of all, he says, consider how fine they are. In verse number 28, he says, how they grow. The root of the lily in the winter is dormant. No true gardener plants lily bulbs and then forces them to spring out of the ground. No true gardener forces the color on the lilies. Yet in the spring, they grow into a beautiful array of colors that dress gardens and fields. Out of obscurity from the cold, dank weather, they eventually spring up with a gorgeous covering. And verse number 29, Jesus said, And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Even Solomon isn't as glorious as these lilies covering the fields. You may be in that type of condition in your life right now, like the lily bulb. You think that your life is obscure, and you don't know when you'll spring out of the cold dankness of life. Well, Jesus Christ says, take no thought. Like the lilies of the field, God will cause you to spring up in his time. So he says, consider how fine they are. Secondly, I want you to see how Jesus says, Consider how frail they are. In verse number 30, he says, Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Lilies are distinguished by beautiful color, but are still considered grass. 
They grow wildly and also are temporal. They can take up to 18 months to grow and even less to die. And what Jesus was saying is man's days at best are like grass. First Peter 1 Peter 1.24 we are told, For all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man as the flower of grass. The grass withereth, and the flower thereof falleth away. Maybe this is the reason why we shouldn't be overly concerned about tomorrow, because today life is grass, tomorrow grass is burned. We are to consider how frail we all are. Psalm 39 verse 4, the Bible says, Lord, make me to know mine end and the measure of my days, what it is, that I may know how frail I am. So, Jesus says, consider how fine the flowers are and how frail the flowers are, but then thirdly, he said he wants us to consider how free they are. In verse number 28, Jesus says that they toil not, neither do they spin. People work hard to be able to maintain living in the community. We work hard to provide the necessities of life. If you've ever raised children, you know what it's like to have to deal with buying clothes and shoes every four to six months. Jesus was saying that the lilies of the field do not work for their colorful adornment. Neither do they worry about making their outward appearance. Now, this is not an endorsement for idleness. Some people want to live life not having to work. They want others to do all the work for them. Laziness and idleness are sin. The Bible tells us in Proverbs 18 verse number 9, he also that is slothful in his work is brother to him that is a great waster. Proverbs 13 verse 4, the Bible says, The soul of the sluggard desireth and hath nothing. You see, idleness gets you nothing. The sluggard wants things, but he doesn't work for it, so he still has nothing. Matthew Henry the great theologian said, idleness tempts God rather than trusts in Him. The lesson we have is this. He who provides for inferior creatures and creation will much more provide and bless us because of His goodness. And if we are unable to work or provide for ourselves, God will not leave us unattended. In verse 31, Jesus Christ reiterates, For after all these things do the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. You see, Christ makes it clear that our heavenly Father knows that we have need for all these things, but caring so much for them and taking thought is the mentality of the world. He says, for all these things do the Gentiles seek. The temporal pleasures and the comforts of life is the mentality of the world. The world wants to be lazy. The world wants to have just these things that are temporal. Nicer cars, bigger houses, more expensive clothing. But Jesus makes it very clear in verse number 32, For your heavenly Father knoweth, that ye have need of all these things. And what he's talking about is the basic necessities of life, meat, drink, and clothing. 
You see, my dear friends, the God who knows all knows all your unknowns. He knows your needs and he knows your wants better than you know yourself. My dear friend, if you had such a good friend who knew your needs and difficulties and you confide in your good friend, how much more will your God, who knows everything about you, take good care of you? He is your Father that loves you and is compassionate towards you and is ready to help you. Your Heavenly Father, who has the capacity and capability to supply all your needs, is ready and available for you. Therefore, take no thought. With all disquieting thoughts and distrustfulness, my friend, know that there is a God who knows your unknowns. Go to the Father. He knows that you have need of all these things. There's no need to be anxious. There's no need to be worrisome. So we've already seen Christ's commanded attitude. Take no thought. And then he showed us the considerable arguments. Consider the fowls of the air and the future and the flowers in the field. He has them all taken care of. Join us next time as we look at Matthew 6, verses 33 and 34 at Christ's Challenging Assurance. If you're looking for a Christ-centered, family-oriented church, I'd like to invite you to Anchor Baptist Church of San Diego. Our services start on Sundays. Sunday school is at 9.30 in the morning. Worship service is at 10.45. And then we have a short time together for some snacks, coffee, and some fellowship. Then we have our afternoon service at 12.15 p.m. We also invite you to join us for prayer and Bible study on Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Also, Anchor Baptist Church offers a ministry called Reformers Unanimous, which is a Bible-based recovery program to help you or someone you know become free from destructive or addictive behavior. We meet every Friday night at 7 p.m. located at 8245 Ronson Road, Suite D, San Diego, California, 92111. For more information, visit www.anchorbaptistchurchsd.org or call 619-804-3413. That's www.anchorbaptistchurchsd.org or call 619-804-3413. Thank you for joining us today for our Anchored in Christ radio broadcast. You've been listening to Anchored in Christ with Pastor David Kehiwat. For more information, visit anchorbaptistchurchsd.org. Tune in next week at the same time for Anchored in Christ. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The 
explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.